Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. A 300-pounder to go with Payne Durham. With the back of the end zone, that is caught for a touchdown. What a catch by TJ Shipping. Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast with myself. I'm Travis Miller of HammerAndRails.com, and with me, as always, is former Purdue running back Corey Sheets. And Corey, hey, you said you on? are. Hey, you said you're in Atlanta right now for uh, waiting out a hurricane. Uh, yeah, I am now. I got uh, stuck up here yesterday, so I'm here until the storm is uh, finished. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you probably need to be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, because as someone said, that's the safest place for a hurricane right now after uh, Middle Tennessee State spanked uh, Miami last week. So I watched that game (laughs) and I couldn't believe it. We had that on in the car because my wife went to the U and I heard a lot of swear words about that game. (laughs) Just watching it is like this is not the Miami that I know and grew up on. Uh-uh. They, they got their ass kicked <laughs> badly. Right. But we're not here to talk about Miami. We are here to talk about Purdue's 28-26 win over Florida Atlantic. And, oh, I don't know about you, but that was a lot more nervous-making uh, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, after – I mean, regardless of what the outcome would have been or could have been, that was the most evenly matched played game I've ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. And I know we had a lot of injuries on offense and one or two on defense, but even still so, like, you're, you're a D1 athlete. You're expected to perform. And, I mean, guys stepped up. It was good to see a, a running game finally, but I feel like they only leaned on a running game because they was unsure of the quarterback position. Yeah. And uh, Dylan Downing, he did show out seven and a half yards of carry. That's everything we've been wanting from a running back. Um, So 113 yards, had a touchdown. I think he caught a pass or two out of the backfield. But, you know, like you said, it was nice to have that running game. And it paid off big time uh, because the the offense just seemed to go in fits and spurts. It would be it would look great for a while and then it would just fall asleep for a while like the opening drive, you could tell Burton handled those scripted plays very, very well. Next two or three drives, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, it probably was, they were throwing them plays that he was unfamiliar with after the first few, uh, first few three and outs or whatever it may be. Well, they don't know they script the first 10, you said? Yeah, so, they, yeah. first drive, then, Purdue went right down the field, 10 plays, 77 yards, not a single problem. Blew his load on the first uh, possession. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to save some of them plays coach <laughs> well and then i know uh charlie charlie jones lost a fumble there in the second drive and that just seemed to really stall things out too and uh but yeah they they went fumble punt punt turnover on downs touchdown the remaining drives of the half so that that second that drive right before halftime i think was another big one where they got things righted. They were down by six. They were threatening to go into the half, down six, and having to kick the ball off. But they responded. They got they got a good drive and put it in the end zone. Yeah, that was great to see. 
but I mean, like I was saying last week, we gotta find some more guys at wide receiver. We can't just always have one guy performing because when you look at the stats, you got one guy, one receiver with a bunch of receptions, and shit, he didn't even have a lot of yards. To be honest with you, I was kind of surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Nine for 50, 59 or something like that. Yeah, nine for fifty-nine. He did get in the end zone twice, but. Uh, this was the first team that really limited him to some, you know, yards after the catch, and they they were able to keep him just catch and get him down on the ground. Yes, we need we need somebody to step up. Somebody else got to be out there because just having uh, Jones do it is not going to cut it in the Big Ten. Right, and uh, Sheffield got a touchdown, but he only had two catches. Uh, really, would like to see a lot more out of him so far because uh, I, I expected a little bit more out of him, and he's only got 11 catches for 116 yards so far. And I, I think he's the main guy that could really step up here and uh, make a big contribution. I mean, he, he has opportunities. He's getting the ball thrown to him. So he's going to start coming down with it and start doing something after it. That yak has to go up because mm-hmm. – the Big Ten is going to hit a lot harder than guys from wherever Florida lands from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're in Boca Raton. They're they're on the East Coast there. No, oh, okay. Not too far from me then. <laughs> nah, not too far. Not too far. Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, concerts, events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online research for all of your sports information for live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Uh, well, I think, I think there was some major concerns here with the defense. It seemed like a feast or famine type of game for them. They, they made three big fourth quarter plays that essentially won the game for them. But, uh, mm-hmm. man, they were getting tore up by Nikosi Perry and uh, Bajante Wester. I mean, we said that we, uh, secondary is our weak spot. And it showed its face this week. Luckily, it didn't bite us in the ass. Nearly <laughs> Too did. Much. I mean, hey, the coach told me rather be good than lucky. I mean, rather be lucky than good. Uh, <laughs> so, luck was on our side this week. Yeah, it's Perry had something going with Wester, and that was when that's their primary receiver. You want you know that coming in, and it's just disappointing that Wester had such a big game. And then I think another thing that really hurt us was this was Perry's best uh, game running the ball by far. He had ninety four yards on the ground, and he he was churning out some big big yards. And if he doesn't fumble there on that last play, who knows what happens there? I mean. We played what if games. Luckily, we're on the good side of the what if. <laughs> well, we got, yeah. We had Chris Jefferson <laughs> made another big play, and so did Cam Allen intercepting the two point conversion. 
Didn't he have one against uh, Penn State? Uh, Jefferson, yeah, he had the pick six against Penn State, and he he nearly took this one on the bag back too, and it ended up being it was a huge play because they were driving down. I think they were down one. And they were already in field goal range. And not only he picked it off, he ran it back 55 yards and set up our last touchdown. Yeah, I was watching that. When uh, when he picked it off, I, I was looking at, like, who the hell was the quarterback throwing to? Because the dude was not open. And, like, he, he didn't like he stopped running. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know what, what the quarterback was looking at then. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that happens. The guy just makes a wrong read. And I know that's what happened on Burton's interception is he was just staring down his receiver and it was an easy pick. I mean, yeah, something like that. But at at, at a clutch point in the game, quarterback's supposed to be on point, especially when they was having a good game like this one was. Mm-hmm. So you're not supposed to make those mistakes at that point in the game. Right, right. I'm glad he did, though. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about how even this game was and you're right both teams 21 first downs uh florida atlantic actually outgained purdue which is a, i think very concerning uh 22 receptions for purdue 18 for fau rushing 190 to 188 <laughs> i mean this, this is dead even man two look, turnovers look at the each time, way look at the time of possession yeah 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 i I kept looking at that time of possession and sitting there in the stadium and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh man, this is how upsets happen. They've had the ball like five minutes longer than we have. <laughs> and uh, What do you know? A blind interception comes and saves the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a fumble at a random spot. Uh, and a guy that's, that's having his best day. <laughs> it, it was just, it was a weird game, man. And it just, I, I think it's because I've been a foot Purdue football fan for a very long time. You, you just saw all of those elements of the, so many of the previous upsets to these types of teams crop up, and you're like, oh, man, not again. And, but I, I will give credit where it's due. They did at least get better and got the job done when it mattered most. You know what I was happy to see at that crucial moment when – what was it the interception instead of the touchdown? Yeah, it was Jefferson's yeah. interception. I was happy to see the offense go in and put a touchdown on the board, not a field goal. Right. Because we've been either settled for a field goal or shit turn around and give the ball right back and three and out. Right. Right. So I was happy to see that they went and put the nail in the coffin and stamped them on. Go ahead on. Yeah. Because uh, I mean that was a great drive. They had it. They had the ball all the way down to. They had it at the Purdue two first and goal before the interception. Right, and it got it got pushed back on a penalty, and then he threw it and got run back to the FAU thirty five. And like you said, seven plays later, Purdue's in the end zone. Nice, nice uh, fade pass to TJ Sheffield in the corner. But it's still concerning that, yeah, the offense went out, they got the job done, but the defense, man, gave up a seven-play touchdown drive right after it and got bailed <laughs> out by that two-point conversion interception. They, they actually was probably tired from running down and try to cover that uh, interception still. <laughs> <laughs> but on a the, on the positive note, honestly, I wasn't too worried about 
how much, uh, how many passing yards we had just because it was the kid's first start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got the call, whether they told us uh, during the week or it was a game-time decision, he either knew he was playing or didn't know he was playing right right until he walked on the field. So this is his first time out. Let's hope if he's still at, at the helm, he's more comfortable this coming up week. And that's kind of what I figured he would be coming into the season because it's pretty clear that the future is either Alimo or uh, Brady Allen, but Burton is a sixth-year player. He had a start when he was at UCLA, and he's been around for a while. He's a guy that's supposed to you know, be a solid backup, and I'm with you. I think he did really well for his first start at Purdue, and you know, three touchdowns. 21? Uh, for like 26, 27. Yeah, I think it was like 21 and 27. And yeah. really only had the bad one bad throw was the interception. And yeah, three touchdowns. He he took us down the field in the fourth quarter when we needed him to. And I I can't argue too much with him, honestly. What uh what happened like a play before the interception? Was there like a timeout call? Oh, uh well they they were down there and they got a penalty. I think they had like a holding or something and so that pushed him back. Uh so they had to do it they had a, they they were originally first and goal from the 2 and then they had to turn around and try I think it was like third and goal from the 15 or 16 and that's when he got picked. I would be surprised if either the quarterback coach or whoever was calling the plays told him to throw it to that guy. And that's why he stared them down. Ah, because usually some like when they have when they have young quarterbacks, the quarterback coach either might not trust them. The OC might just want this particular ball to be thrown to this particular person, mm-hmm. and he'll tell you, "Ball oh, then throw it to the slant." I don't care what's going on, throw it to the slant, <laughs> <laughs> and shit like that happens sometimes. <laughs> So I would I wouldn't be surprised if, if the OC or the quarterback coach told him this is who you're going to display. Because mm-hmm. just just to make an errant stare down throw like that, I mean, it came out of nowhere because he was playing so well yeah. up until the and even after that. Yeah, it it was Burton's only mistake of the night, really. And <clears throat> yeah. he, he was able to recover. I know FAU went down and got a touchdown off of it, but. Uh, he he was able to recover, and the very next drive, he got Purdue in position to score, but we missed a field goal. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 gonna pass that off on the coach because I'm I'm willing to bet coach told him who to throw to, and he he him being his first start, he nervous. It's in a crucial time. You might can get the win if you make this right throw and go mm-hmm. up, and boom, he's listening to the coach instead of playing the game. Right. Right. And I know that there's a lot of fans that were upset that we only beat Florida Atlantic by two, but man, you go in. Yeah. I, you go in without your quarterback, you go in without your top running back. We're still missing Brock Thompson's not doing anything. I think we had an offensive lineman out. We had our best defender out at some point you just get to the, all right, guys, just go win the damn game. And I know this isn't the best night, but go out and win the game. And that's what they did. Right. Right. And, and my mistake was Payne Durham even there. Like I, I don't remember seeing anything from him. Uh he had a couple catches. I know there was one where they they were looking to get him in the flat, and he got cut down on like a third and four. 
And if he's not cut down, he probably goes quite away, but he couldn't get the edge. But he, he had a couple catches, I know. So new quarterback vibes. He throwing to whoever whoever's open. <laughs> not those guys. Let's see. Durham oh. had yeah, he had three. He had four catches for but only for 17 yards. So they were really limited in getting him anything after the catch, too. Right. Yeah, so that that's a due to the new quarterback change. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet the offense looks a lot better if he's still the QB one or whatever you want to call it. And and he does bring a different element than O'Connell. Um uh Burton didn't run a whole lot. He had eight carries for 15 yards, but I love that he started the game with a great option pitch, honestly, to downing. Yeah, it was a good run. And that's yeah. not something O'Connell can do. I mean, O'Connell's a statue. <laughs> yeah, that, when the coach is like asking him to run or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's good to have a different flow back there. And I guess that might be another reason why they lean so heavily on the run because he's able to, to run the option. Right. And so. that's, that's primarily what he did last year. He played in fits and spurts and they had a couple packages for him. So he got a little playing time last year with that too. So, yes, yeah, so I think this week will be a lot more. You'll see a lot more comfortability in there, and he'll start to play a lot better. Will be, I mean, and he can't seem more consistent because shit, he had a, he had a great game. To be honest with you, except for the one pick. Mhm, mhm. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, obviously you want O'Connell back. I think we have our best shot with O'Connell, but I think there is at least something to be said for Minnesota is going to see a guy they don't have a lot of tape on, honestly. And, you know, before this past weekend, you'd have to go back to, I think three years ago, he started one game at UCLA. <laughs> Doubt that watching that tape. And he probably would probably play the same way he'd be playing here. <laughs> uh, it was good to see the, see them to close out the win, close out the clutch, the, the, the close game. Yeah, they were trying to run the ball to run at the clock. I, I'm looking up in like five minutes. All right, we, we need like three first downs. I don't think we can hold on to the ball for five minutes. They're not throwing the ball the way we've been. But it was good to see, see them finally activate the run game. Yeah. And, and they uh, showed up too. What do you think of Downing so far this year? I know a lot of people say he's got more burst and he, he just looks sharper really. Uh, Doru better hurry up and get healthy because <laughs> after a while it's going to be like alright buddy uh, you, you may, you're in a rotation but you're not the starting guy no more <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what if we if you get Doru or if you can get 130 140 yards out of Maccabee and Downing you're right Doru's going to be uh, he's going to be on the bench for a bit yeah, so he better hurry up and get healthy because uh, plus plus McVie had what he had a few receptions too. Yeah, so my, he's learning. He's learning the playbook. I'm still impressed with him, man. He had six carries, 37 yards, four catches for 59 yards. That's 100. That's near. Yeah, yeah very close yards. to 100 yards from scrimmage. So, you getting production out of the out of, out of the freshman that don't know shit. You finding the guy that's gonna carry the load. Yeah, I don't know where Daryl fits in that puzzle. <laughs> he he can be so. a good short yardage back. You always need those guys that can get like one, two yards if you absolutely need it. 
be honest with you, when I was a starting guy, if when they used to put somebody else to do my job, it pissed me off. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Donnie's not going to be too happy with that if that's the case. So he might as well be a starting guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wanted the ball every play, man. You wanted to run three nah, times. No, nah, maybe maybe like twenty five or, or twenty, and then cool with me. I was <laughs> I was restricted to twelve, seven, <laughs> eight. <laughs> I literally can 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 count on one. Not even count. It was one time I got the ball. I think more than twenty times. Wow. Man, you're effective yeah. though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had to be. I had to be efficient. Shit, <laughs> get too many opportunities. <laughs> I still love that Oregon game. Our first carry of the game, you took it 80 yards. I'm like, all right, well, he, he'll get over 100 today. <laughs> hey, it was crazy. Huh. Like thinking about that game, like not now, but it used to still bother me. Like I had such a great game, and I'm only worried about the one play where they should have ran the ball. <laughs> but we pass it instead. <laughs> I to, like I, I'm going for a buck eighty, and we're throwing the ball inside the ten yard line, and you haven't given me a shot. Like, oh, <laughs> that, that was that was an interesting game. I, that was one of the more interesting non conference games I've ever seen at Purdue. It was wild. Man, that was a that was a game I got banned from media. <laughs> oh, you got me from me. I didn't. Oh, it's story time uh, with yeah. Corey. I need to hear this. <laughs> so, as I said, I was pissed off about what happened at the end of the game because we went to what overtime or double overtime, something stupid like that. And all week we had been hearing about how fast their DBs was, and I went out and smoked them on the first carry. So I was like, so basically, I said my mind and I spoke my mind in the media and told them like. Hey, I'm wondering where all these all this speed was coming from because y'all had was trying to make it seem like they was just gonna be out there lightning flash. Cause the last time I checked, a four three was a four three in the East Coast, was a four three in the West Coast, or a four three in the Midwest. You don't change and get no faster just because of what coast you're on. <laughs> so whenever them them lightning fast DBs are gonna come out, I told them, I was like, man, tell, tell them to call me. And that was the last time I spoke to the media that year. <laughs> I, actually, no, was it? No, was it? Because uh, they, 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 they can't. They know that they kicked me out of the media, suspended me from like, for like three or four weeks, and then I got reactivated the game before Northwestern, and then I got taken off again Northwestern. <laughs> so yeah, you were a senior too. What were they gonna do? Uh, not have you come back the next year? Right. And that, yeah, that was before all this blue shirt, gray shirt, COVID shirt. We're going to train school and you get another year to play with them. Like, <laughs> I I was on my way out. I was tired of it. Plus, <laughs> I, I, at, that, at that moment, like, I was tired of always being told, if you be consistent, you get the ball. Well, I don't know. Probably in Purdue's history, you can find a more consistent player. Maybe, so maybe you could go to Drew Brees' era, probably back then when he was playing. But recently, since I don't, can't name one. <laughs> I was and gonna say I, you finished what third on the rushing list, second. I should be first. <laughs> oh, I'll stop. I'll stop putting it out there right now. 
No, he didn't. I'm only I'm only like a if if I'm not first, I'm second with like a hundred, a hundred. Is that the yards or something? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm second with a hundred and like twenty eight yards or something. Something, just something small. Really like a game. And if I had a, if I had a played the Michigan game, I seen yeah, I would have caught him. All right, let's see. I'll bring up the. I'm bringing yeah, up look, the. <laughs> look at that. We, we got to figure this out. Start records. Except for like one, except for like one or two. I think it's career rushing. I didn't. I was nowhere near close to that. But All right. It was, one of them, I was, I was 129 yards away. All right. So your senior season, you went for 1,131 yards. You were 305 behind all behind All Stats 1995 season. You finished fourth uh, for okay. a single season, and you are second all time. Uh, 3,341 All Stat all time was 3,635. So yeah, close. See, told I told you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it ain't too far off. <laughs> You guys ran the ball the exact same number of times, though. 664 carries, it says. That's crazy. And you, you were six carries behind Otis Armstrong for the career, most carries in a career at Purdue. Man, see, if I had played Michigan, I would have had everything. <laughs> I forgot you missed the Michigan game that year. I didn't miss it. I just didn't play the first quarter or the second half. Ah, all right. I, I played. I played the second quarter. Then I fumbled. Then they benched me. Yeah, they can't bench you for that. That's bullshit. That's exactly. <laughs> that's, that's literally what happened. You go back and look at the stats. I don't play the first quarter. I go in. I think I. It was a pass play. Then I ran the ball. Ran the ball. Then we punt. Whatever. Come back out. And right before the half, I fumbled. And then I ain't see the see the field no more that day. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and I remember sitting in the locker room like, so y'all really just not gonna play me? Like, everybody, <laughs> y'all y'all cool with that? And in the locker room talking, the coaches are sitting right there looking at me, and I'm just and before like Taylor came and talked to us, I'm just going off like I'm not really going off, but I'm just talking like, so this is this is what's really about to happen. Y'all trying to lose the game because y'all want to prove a fucking point. <laughs> Like man, but yeah, I was stories. Yeah, <laughs> you, you uh, that was your you you also set the tied the single season rushing touchdowns record that year. It's you and a guy by the name of Tony Butkovich from 1943. You had 16 touchdowns. Okay, okay, yeah, got it, got it, got it. I ain't know <laughs> I tied it. I knew it was up there though. Yeah, it, <laughs> well, it was a guy from 1943. That's that was a bit. That was a little while ago. I say, buddy, ain't even alive no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I take that back. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think he's gone. I think I remember hearing about that because the nineteen forty three team. Uh, this is my historian hat on now. The nineteen forty three team was the last undefeated Purdue team and arguably got robbed of a national title because. They beat the team that beat national champion Notre Dame, but they oh, still wow. gave the title to Notre Dame. Oh, that was back when they was handing out the national championship, right? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> what sense that make? <laughs> well, if Central Florida could claim one a few years ago, I think we should just put a claim on it right now. We were the only undefeated team in the con- country. Let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> 
All righty then. I think we can start wrapping this up. Uh, so let's look ahead just briefly to Minnesota. What do you always think about going up to the Twin Cities? I know they play outside now as opposed to the Dome. How would you guys like traveling all the way up there? Because that's one of the longer conference road trips. Um, I believe we when we fly. I think we I think we would fly to uh Minnesota. So it wasn't really that long of a road trip. But I like going up there because I, I knew it was gonna be great weather because we was in the dome. <laughs> so we ain't had to worry about that. And I knew we like at, at some point it was we were gonna run the ball because it got stuffy as hell in there and people can't breathe. So save some uh time or run some time off the clock, we're gonna run the ball. <laughs> So I like I like going to Minnesota to be honest with you. Well, they uh you actually were on the last team to win at Minnesota because that was our last game in the dome up there it was 2007 and since they moved to the outdoor stadium we have not won there. I wonder why. <laughs> it's cold as hell. It snowed up there last week, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you did go for 111 yards in a touchdown that game. I mean, it was a great day. Oh, and you had <laughs> you had seven catches for sixty yards and a touchdown as well. So you had one through the air and on the ground. I remember that it wasn't like a, uh, on like a uh, some type of reverse. They faked the ball to me. Oh no, it wasn't. It was like a, a tight end screen, but I was playing the wing or some shit like that. <laughs> 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 That's what it was. I knew it was, it was like it was a trick play. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't get many of those. <laughs> oh, and uh, you got Cliff Averill had a 43-yard pick six, too, man. That, that's a big man with a pick six. Oh, that was. I remember that. It was crazy. Somebody had asked him, like, because he because he was, like, crazy at swatting the ball down that year. So uh-huh. Somebody was like, why are you on that with just pop it up to yourself? And he was like, I don't never really get the opportunity. I usually just hit it and lose the ball in the air. And then finally that week, he popped it up and it was an ice side. He caught it and took it to the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good when you get defensive TDs. I love defensive TDs. They're so fun. Man, what? I said I love boy, I go back out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All righty then. So we will try to get at you later this week. Uh, hope your family's staying safe down there in Florida, Corey. Uh, I know it's a scary situation with a hurricane anytime, anytime one's rolling through. So, Yeah, especially when you're not in town. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get off of here and call on that next. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, we will try and get another one out this week to preview Minnesota a little bit cl- more closely. But for Corey and myself, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com, we appreciate you listening to the Behind the Rails podcast and Boiler Up. BTFU. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.